Welcome back to Tivating Patiently, the appreciation podcast that highlights, dives deeper, and celebrates the work and accomplishments of our Tony-winning national treasure, Aaron Tivate. I'm your host, Elizabeth, and this week we'll continue a countdown to Aaron's birthday with some more favorite Aaron-related moments from this past year, but this time they're more personal favorite moments. So first up, closest to his birthday last year was his Kane University concert. I mentioned songs from this concert on the list of favorites last week, but this concert was significant for many reasons. Of course, it was the first opportunity to see Aaron live in concert. After watching his concerts countless times on YouTube and the anticipation and excitement was so high to see him perform a concert live. But this concert was also the first opportunity to meet many of the friends met through this little Aaron corner of the internet in person. Up until the point of this concert, many of us had talked almost every day through texts or Instagram or TikTok, and conversations had begun to branch out from beyond just Aaron and Moulin Rouge to more personal conversations about life and everything else. When the hugs started happening prior to the concert, my husband remarked that these interactions were like we've known each other for so long and not that we were meeting each other for the first time, and this is so true. Us being in the same theater together with Aaron on stage was amazing. I mean, it's his career and talents that brought us together and just being in the same room like all of us and him It just made it so special. Jumping to the next month, December 1st and 2nd. December 1st was the day that Aaron announced that he would be returning to the Rouge for 12 weeks, and the reactions were so real and so full of shock. Like, I couldn't get to SeatGeek fast enough to get the tickets. I remember being so annoyed that my mom wasn't answering her phone because I needed to know that she would take the kids so that I could get the tickets and she was not answering fast enough and this was just a bad day for her to not answer her phone. But it all worked out. Then December 2nd, I and many others, we had the opportunity to meet Aaron, Danny Burstein, and Baz Luhrmann at Rizzoli Bookstore for the Moulin Rouge book signing. And that event was so special. Like being in the same room as those three men was a -a one-of-a-kind experience, and while in line, I met another now really close friend, Sarah, and her fiancé. Like, right away, it was an instant connection. Sarah and I, we fangirled over the Rouge, and we sang along to the cast album, playing in the bookstore, while my husband and her fiancé, Brent, bonded over Mikey Warren. Now, this is hard to explain, but like when it was my turn to be face-to-face with Aaron, and it's like you're looking at him, you're like, what what do I even say? And my first thing was, hi, Aaron. And he looked up, and he just asked, hey, how's it going? And it felt so surreal, like, saying his name, and it was so, like, like he's real. He's here in person. He's not just this entity that's present up on stage. And having the opportunity to give him the card that my six-year-old had made him sharing his obsession with Aaron's Roxanne had me shaking, but I admired Aaron even more when he 
paused and took the time to actually look and look at and read the card that my son had made when I was totally expecting and was totally fine with if he was going to just take it and put it off to the side. But him taking those extra couple seconds to like actually look at it meant everything. And it meant everything to my son when he got to see the video of Aaron seeing his card. Like Just who Aaron is never ceases to amaze me. Now, I could go into every detail about every Moulin Rouge show during Aaron's 12-week run, but I've already done that in other episodes, so just, I guess the best thing to say is that those 12 weeks were an absolute gift. From the moment he walked on stage to raise the sign on January 17th to his final kiss to the audience on April 9th, the energy in the theater was always high and full of excitement and passion. Some favorite shows that I saw during his run were, of course, January 17th. Like Being in the theater with that energy was indescribable. Saw's final show on February 5th was all around amazing, but the fact that Aaron was there to send Saw off made it even more special. Then there was a matinee in March with Aaron and Tasia as Satine, and Aaron broke briefly during Chandelier when the swing came down too fast with Tasia on it, and he broke from Christian to check that Tasia was okay, and once she acknowledged that she was, he snapped right back into Christian, and on they went. And then there was April 9th, and everything about that show was amazing. And prior, Aaron had shared on his live with Jamie Moscato that he was going to go into that show being the biggest cheerleader for everyone else taking their final bows because to him, he'd already done that. And he stayed true to his word. He and Ashley, they shared that now perfectly photographed hug and Aaron looked at her with such adoration and as she was being acknowledged and Eric gave us the phrase that we will now forever hold on to that at the Moulin Rouge, it's never goodbye. And then stage door after the show, I mean, the crowd, it went all the way up 45th Street, like toward Five Napkin Burger. And, and then it like it even poured like out into the street. I remember seeing my, like my friend Sarah was behind me up on one of like the trees that was on, on the sidewalk. Other people were up trying to hold on to the pillars, like everybody just trying to get a view of this incredible cast as they were leaving. And with so many of them that took their final bows, like the stage door was a show within itself. But jumping ahead another month, it was time to road trip to Mercyhurst. And again, the anticipation for this concert was high because it had been on the calendar for like a year. And it was another Aaron and Brian concert. So going in, of course, we knew it was going to be amazing, but it was also significant because it was on May 3rd, 2023. And that is 10 years to the day of their first concert that they performed together at 54 Below, where he recorded his live album. And at this concert, Aaron shared a story that has stuck with me. He shared that he feels like he's an introvert in an extrovert's body and that when he's not performing on stage, but he's in large groups like what he had in front of him, he would rather just become the wallpaper 
and him sharing that truth about himself was so relatable, not only to myself, but I'm sure to many others sitting in the audience that night. And sharing that truth in a way like made it okay to feel that way. And then again, after that concert, there was a special stage door experience on a much smaller scale than what it was at Moulin Rouge, but it was raining and cold. And Aaron still took the time to take photos and sign items for fans. And that was so special to be a part of. And while this is something that hasn't happened yet, but it's something to look forward to, the announcement of Aaron performing at 54 Below on New Year's Eve is a final favorite moment to share. I mean, how many times have we watched and reshared the songs and the stories from Aaron's past 54 Below concerts? So to have him back there and have him back there on New Year's Eve, what a bucket list item. And I have no doubt that it's going to be incredible and become an absolute core memory. So thank you for going along on this ride, this episode, with some Aaron favorite memories. And it's exciting that this year he will celebrate a milestone birthday of turning 40. And he has been living his dream of performing for 20 years. And I don't imagine he will be stopping anytime soon. I know I'm not the only one who cannot wait to hear about what he has in store next. So cheers to Aaron and another year around the sun and hope to have you all back here for episode 64.